Well, happy Monday. We made it through the weekend. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. A delight to be with you again and starting a whole new week, bravely forging forward. A bit of sad news uh, coming from Washington, D.C. earlier today. Colin Powell, former general and secretary of state, dead at 84. Uh, passed away apparently fighting a, a, a cancer fight along with complications uh, that came from COVID-19. Now, it is it is uh, to me somewhat interesting, uh, given I spent a lot of the weekend thinking about our foreign policy. I want to get to that uh, in a few minutes. Uh, just some concerns overall of where we're at, coming on the heels, of course, of China firing off a hypersonic missile uh, able to deliver a nuclear payload anywhere in the world within minutes. And I think our intelligence community a little bit surprised by it. So interesting uh, to follow that story, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, Colin Powell. You know, I I grew up with Colin Powell as a a guy that was in in virtually every administration. I mean, he was the consummate number two man – in the halls of power here in this country, worked in the Reagan administration, worked for George H.W. Bush, worked for, obviously, George W. Bush as Secretary of State, uh, where he was known, I guess, and infamously known for his disastrous uh, report to the U.N. where he claimed uh, that the you know weapons of mass destruction were in Iraq, and Iraq was a, a problem that needed to be dealt with. And, and you know, I remember that time vividly, and I think for those that weren't there, remember that it was such a pivotal moment because of the enormous credibility and clout that Colin Powell had. I, I remember going through that. There's, uh, there's vigorous debate on whether to go into Iraq, whether to, to fight that war, because, of course, coming off the heels of the invasion of Afghanistan, that was – there was not a lot of, uh, you know, concern or really debate about that. Uh, but I do remember going through to and talking about the the attack, uh, pending attack, or the the, you know, the debate on whether to go in to Iraq, uh, and and there was you know not not necessarily a lot of well there was a lot of different opinions at the time, and when Colin Powell went to the UN, that was a moment where a lot of people kind of s- took a deep breath and said, well look it's Colin Powell, and. You know, if he says it, it, you know, there's there's a lot of credibility to this. There has to be a lot of credibility. Now, two things about this. Colin Powell did not, in my view, go to the U.N. and lie. He trusted – I don't think that, right? But I think he trusted what was given to him in the reports that were coming from the CIA and other intelligence agencies. And and he, he he took it and he bought it. And and years later he would reflect over and over again on this as being one of his great failings in life that he had, you know, he didn't he didn't really fully let his you know, he didn't pass the sniff test at the time and he didn't ask enough questions and he really should have been a lot more concerned. And and unfortunately it became, you know, a black stain on a on a on a reputation of his that otherwise was, you know, was 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 very solid. And and, and so it's one of those things I think right now we really have to – you know, we, we, we're in a state where we are 
absolutely trusting a lot of what our intelligence communities tell us and a lot of what we're being told even by our government and the powers that be and understand they are all supremely fallible. There is a very strong likelihood that they don't have things right. And a lot of what they predict is wrong. We saw this, of course, a re recent history with the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, and there, you know, perhaps our intel was one thing, but, you know, our president disregarded it whole, whole cloth. Uh, and then, of course, you had the missile attack where we thought we knew that was the guy. We knew it. We had him, took him out with a missile, turned out to be an innocent civilian with his family. Tragic results. So it is in this spirit, reflecting on Colin Powell, that it's not the worst thing to question the powers that be, even, even, you know, if they're coming from the highest levels of government. It used to be that questioning our leaders was a patriotic thing, was, I don't know, the duty of both citizen and media pundit alike. And now we have this enormous rush to just accept whatever, you know, consensus mediocrity is thrown our way. And so uh, reflecting on Colin Powell's life and, and some moments in it that I know he regretted uh, over and over again, I think there's a, a lesson there for us. So uh, there it is. Now, Ash, you and I were talking earlier about Colin Powell, and he had some he had some great words to live by. He had these like 13 commandments. of I don't think he called them commandments, but they were things to live by. You were telling me about this. Uh, there's some good ones there, right? There are, yeah. So he was a guy that, you know, he learned and experienced life, not necessarily the easiest way coming out of Harlem and New York and then up to the highest ranks of our military. But he learned some great lessons and he carried with them and, and used them. And a couple of them are... It ain't as bad as you think. It will look better in the morning. And I, you know, you read that and you hear it and it's, it's pretty simple, but it, it resonates because you know how often we get bad news or we hear something and, and we immediately go to the worst of the case scenario, worst of the worst. And really what sometimes what we just need to do is sleep on it, wake up and with fresh eyes and evaluate it. And often we realize it's not, it's not as bad as we thought it was yesterday. Um, another one that really resonated with me was don't take counsel of your fears or naysayers. And today in social media land, um, you got a lot of naysayers. There's a lot of people out there that want to talk badly about you, criticize you from behind. We call them keyboard warriors that just sit and don't go to a job every day and they just type, type, type. And, and they have a lot of mean things to say and you can't let those voices get in your head and rule your decision making. You have to trust yourself, trust those around you that have your best interests in mind. So those are a couple of them that I really resonated with me. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think the, the, the one about that ain't as bad as you think, it'll look better in the morning. <sighs> that is a huge one. And we, how, how much of what we sometimes do in rushing to react to something ends up being the worst thing you possibly could do in the moment. Absolutely. It, yeah, yeah, letting it go and just taking a breath and let a beat of life pass, a good sleep, you wake up, and all of a sudden you feel a little bit different about things. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. When I, I first stumbled upon this list of uh, 
Colin Powell's, I, it reminded me of another service member that we know through being in Southern Nevada, Bill Foley, the owner of the Vegas Golden Knights. Remember when we were touring their back office and they have this sign with a bunch of with the mantras, like it's called the Knights Code on it. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, it's right there in the office. Yeah, and it has very similar, simple mottos that their back office, their organization just runs by and operates on. And I remember one of those was uh, like hockey, community is a contact sport. And then smile even if you've had all your teeth knocked out by a high stick. And they're they're simple, they're hockey-related, but they have a similar real-life message where you can just move on. You know, you've got to be optimistic and, and be positive and keep going and push forward. Yeah, I I think um, the, the takeaway, you know, a successful people in life are able to to move past small slights and move past short-term traumas to end up persevering through the long fight. And yeah. that's a critical component to success. And a lot of what we – you know, what we talk about on the show is about things that are, are right and the, the doing what's right and being what's right, but also becoming, you know, the, the best version of yourself is critical. And it affects everything you do. It affects your job, obviously your family, personal relationships. And it's critical that this little bit of perspective is, is good. I, you know, I had a friend tell me one time too, and it's kind of in the same thing, that nothing is as good or as bad as it seems which is, again, more of that long, you know, long game perspective. But, uh, but, but again, you know, keeping, keeping each, you know, your feet moving forward, even when uh, you have, the, you know, the winds of adversity against you is, is, a, critical, is a critical thing. Um, one, one that I liked on the list is avoid having your ego so close to your position that when your position falls, your ego goes with it. And you know, we're lawyers, Ash and I, we, you know, we fight, uh, you know, passionate fights uh, on behalf of our clients. And you get, you know, some cases are, are relatively quick to wrap up. Some cases take years. And sometimes you get into a, a case that takes years and, and you, you really take it on. You, it, becomes, it becomes personal because we care. And, and in that process, sometimes, you, you know, you do it. The truth is you lose or you don't, don't, you know, you don't get as far with it as you think, and it's it's hugely important to, to you know to pick yourself up and keep going because you've got another fight to fight, you've got another client to help, and it's you know it's this is a, I think this is one of my favorites. Just that you know you gotta you gotta keep your your success day to day and your ego really in in two separate kind of watertight compartments. Otherwise, you know you're likely to just come undone when when something doesn't go your way. Yeah, and one of the greatest things about Colin Powell is that no one really associates with him with politics, even though he, he was in some of the highest-ranking political offices. He he wasn't bipartisan. He actually just did. And he, it, this article I read, it says what mattered most was his loyalty to the United States of America, and it earned him a lot of praise and also a lot of abuse. But what really matters is he never regretted doing what he thought was right. And that's the critical takeaway for us is that's what we're always looking at. What's right. And it's sometimes it's really hard to do that, but in the end, you never regret it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, of course, you know, putting, putting country ahead of politics would be something we could do more of today. 
So remembering Colin Powell uh, passed away today at 84 years old, and we thank him for his service. Uh, when we come back from a short break here on News Talk AM 40 KXNT, we'll talk about the poor lookalike guy that got mistaken for Brian Laundrie calling all young men who are maybe a little bald with beards. Do something about it. The feds are looking for you. Uh, you don't want to miss this. We'll give a lawyer's take on it. Don't go anywhere. Back right after this. Whoa, Ash, did you hear this news out of D.C.? Uh, this is really funny. So Biden went out to dinner at a fancy restaurant in Washington. That's fine. Okay. So he goes in, him and Jill, no masks. All right, you're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash. You know, News Talk AM 840, is that what's right? No. I mean, if you're pushing the mask mandate, right? It's a mask, mask, mask. And you wear it, like, you wear it on every single, every time you're doing any kind of a, a press conference or you're speaking anywhere, you've got the mask on. But then you think there aren't any cameras. You think you're there with all your friends, your, your yuckety, big yuckety, muckety mucks, whatever, in D.C. They're going to protect you. But someone, imagine this, someone had a camera on their cell phone and so uh, caught a snap. But it was okay. He was carrying the mask. And the guy in the Secret Service agents behind him, they were masked. So Biden was fine. It's a hypocrisy. Of course he was fine. He was, he, of course he was fine. He was okay. If, if, it, there was, if it were, mind you again, this is, if you understand what the mission of the Secret Service is, it is to protect the president at all costs, right? If it was as dangerous as they're making it sound i mean it would be they'd be the secret service would be shoving that mask on him anytime he's in public they're not there's a reason for that anyway just pointing this out um and i think it infuriates us little people because we you know we're told you got to do this you got to do that if you don't get a if you don't get a, a jab you're you're losing your job and all this stuff <sighs> but then these guys go out there and do this violate their own rules yeah, and I, I really feel bad for all the business owners that are forced to enforce these rules, these mask mandates on their patrons and their loyal customers when the president who's putting them in this position and putting these edicts out is then just violating them willy-nilly. That's the frustrating part is a lot of people have caved and are trying to abide by all of this, but then they know it's all a sham when they see the president walking through the restaurant just carrying his mask. It's terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, and by the way, the mask mandates are coming. Biden is responsible for the mask mandates on on planes, right? And anytime you're, uh, you know, flying in the air, the TSA rules. Okay, but um, the restaurants here locally, right? This is a this is a governor Sisolak thing, right? This is coming from the governor uh, governor's office. And you know, I remember there was a couple of incidents where during you know when numbers were way scarier. You know, he had pictures taken of himself, you know, walking through, you know, closed areas with no mask on. And it kind of blew over because, you know, he gets a pass. Uh, but I think, you know, I, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, and I feel terrible for I, I feel terrible for all the, you know, the the, the maitre d's, the waiters, uh, all the, you know, front desk people who have to police this. And it's a pain in the butt. And people are jerks on top of everything. Right. So people are being being you know, rude, which doesn't help. And, uh, and this is a big mess. So anyway, I doubt, by the way, Ash, I doubt anyone at this restaurant 
said, excuse me, Mr. President, I need you to put your mask on. Yeah, no, I don't think that happened. Yeah. So speaking of wearing a mask or a disguise, if you will, well, actually, no disguise was worn. There's a guy that looks just like Brian Laundrie. His name is Severin Beckwith. <laughs> I guess he's just chilling in his in his hotel room. Ash and the 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 feds show up and knock his door down and come in with a whole SWAT team. Imagine yeah. if this were to happen to you. What hap- What happened here? So, I mean, have you seen the pictures of this guy? Yes, he looks, he, he looks, he looks just like, like him. And he totally. was apparently with a friend, and I can't believe his friend didn't go, hey, buddy, we, we might want to shave your beard. And so you don't look just like the guy that everyone in the country is looking for, especially as you hike the Appalachian Trail where he is suspected of hiding. So, yeah, his friend needs to step up his game. But, yeah, so this guy was hiking the Appalachian Trail. He was apparently staying at a hotel in North Carolina, and someone in the hotel sus- suspected it was actually Brian Laundry. took a photo of the guy and submitted it to authorities. And next thing you know, in the middle of the night, there is a knock at their hotel door room and a gang of federal agents with riot gear shields combusting in and basically pin him down and check and make sure whether or not he's Brian Laundry. And it turns out the guy had to show his ID and also prove that he didn't have Brian's tattoos. That's it. I mean, uh, where are those tattoos? Yeah, I know. That's what I, I mean, wow. I know. I, uh, and I feel bad for the guy. They call him Brian Laundry lookalike bum. Oh, no, bum rushed. My bad. I misread that headline. But overall, what really happened here from a legal perspective is someone suspected this guy, Severin, to be this Brian Laundry guy staying at the hotel. He takes the photo, submits it to authorities. Authorities believe that they have a reasonable suspicion that this guy is Brian Laundry. They take it to a judge. A judge issued a search warrant, and then these federal agents were effectuating the search warrant with what we call knock-and-announce um, investigation. So then they, they knocked on the door, and then they just run in. Yeah, and I don't think there's anything really actionable here. As 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 much as it sucks to have had this happen, uh, there's if there's a valid warrant, uh, you know. And again, there was no funny business getting the warrant. It, it seems that they had probable cause. Uh, so I, I again, I don't see anything anything defective here with what the police did, the U.S. Marshals did. But I I just can you imagine how terrifying? So the agents did tell him. According to one article I read that they, you know, might be, hey, buddy, it might be a great idea for you to shave the beard. Okay? Just, like, yeah. do it until this Pro guy, tip. like, we, we find this guy, it blows over, you can grow your beard back. Maybe so wear a the, t-shirt, not Brian Laundry. Yeah, and so, <laughs> well, it's funny enough, um, yeah, that and also the guy actually shaved his beard. He, oh, he literally, did? Yeah, he did. He shaved his beard, and so so now he, there's a picture of him looking very fresh-faced and looking a lot less like Brian Laundrie himself. So, all right, so that's that's the takeaway from that. Ash, when we come back, I want to talk about the games this weekend. I, I know uh, on Friday night we had a, a lot of fun at the Orleans Arena, um, meeting a lot of great people. Uh, and fans, Silver Knights fans. So I, I just want to briefly touch on that and see what you liked from the game. Uh, talk a little bit about 
the Silver Knights, who we are proud to sponsor as the exclusive injury attorneys of the Silver Knights. So when we come back, let's briefly touch on that. And plus, there is some news out of the AHL with a a new official. I want to talk about that. All right, don't go anywhere. Brief time out here for the news and for some commercials. And we'll be back right after this. Alan Stock here. I'm a veteran radio broadcaster here in the Las Vegas area for over 22 years. What's Right with Sam and Ash is a show to listen to, something to not miss. Every weekday live for one hour starting at 2 p.m. right here on AMA 40 KXNT. You can also get more of Sam and Ash, my legal team, on my Vegas Today show every Tuesday morning at 8.30. So stay tuned in because you deserve what's right. The best new show in Southern Nevada, What's Right with Sam and Ash, broadcasting every day live and local from beautiful downtown Las Vegas. Yes, yes, we are right here on 840 in the AM dial. KXNT is the station. Ash, isn't this fun? It is. Do people still have dials, though? I don't think they dial. I I have an old, I have one of my cars is quite old. I've got an old uh, Motorola transistor radio in it okay uh and and it has a dial but you know newfangled technology the year around that time that my radio was made you could actually pre uh set stations you had like four i think i have four buttons and you can and it's like a manual save but it doesn't always go exactly to the to the right place on the dial so then you have to kind of fine-tune it well, that's frustrating. But um, also, if you're not a dial person and you've missed any portion of this segment, please go follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can catch uh, any portion of today's episode or past episodes. We've had some great guests in the past, so go hit follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yeah, and we definitely want to hear from you on social media, especially if you hate what we're doing. Because, I, for one, I can't speak for Ash, but I love to get the negative feedback uh, because um, I do. I'm a glutton for punishment. So uh, send it our way at What's Right Show. You know the platforms. I all just the want platforms. the positive feedback, though. So. Give Ashley the positive feedback. Thank you. Plus, you know, yeah, she's way more likable. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of likable, all of you that we met on Friday, and then I came back actually last night or yesterday afternoon, was there at 4 for this uh, second game against Colorado. We love you. Thank you, thank you for coming up to us, saying hi, giving your support for our firm, uh, and and also for the show. A, a number of you told us you're you're listening and that you're enjoying what you're hearing. So we we thank you for that. We're very grateful. And and again, we we love we we love Southern Nevada. We love Vegas. We love Henderson. We love being out in the community. It's it's one of our absolute passions in life so there is nothing more fun than um than being out and and meeting you and I, i'm loving the silver nights I, we, this season i i'm telling you this season's going to be spectacular we're already doing great undefeated it's awesome so let's keep it up 
Yeah, no, this is fun. I love the season opener. We showed up an hour early for an AHL game, minor league hockey game at Orleans Arena, an hour early, and the place was already packed. And I was so proud of our community and so excited to see how many people were there wearing Henderson Silver Knights gear. You saw Lucky. He was around taking photos with everyone. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, our firm, we had a great little booth where we were giving away uh, little swords and sword hats and other goodies. And then we also had a sign station. I think one of your kids made a sign that was pretty great and cool. I think she maybe made two. Um, but we had even had someone at the at the sign booth maybe make a, a Let's Go Brandon sign. I wasn't Sam and Ash sponsored. We don't tell people what to put on these signs. Uh, they just We also don't free... tell them what not to put on the signs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's so not that. who we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and that if you don't know if you don't know what let's go Brandon means now, one go check out one of our past episodes. We talked about it. Two, you've clearly been living under a rock, um, but yeah, it's popping up in sports all over the place, including our own Orleans Arena with uh, the Silver Knights. Yeah, people last night were yelling at leaving the arena. I mean, it was we had won, and it was a resounding victory yesterday, and so it was uh, a lot of a, a lot of exuberance on our way out funny story you know just last segment talking about the guy who got mistaken for brian laundry and you know ash you said that the guy because he really does look like the the fugitive uh that he should wear a shirt that says not brian laundry well i yesterday went to the game with not you but with my wife ash let me rephrase that with my wife, Sherry, and her, she had this great um, funny thing that she says, I should just get a jersey that says not Ash on it because everybody's coming up. They're really confused. They're like, wait, are you Ash? I'm like, no, 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 this is this is the other Ash. This is Sherry. And it was really funny. And uh, I thought, you know, hey. Why it not? is funny. There's a lot of people. Uh, there's someone else in our office who is blonde and about my height, and she constantly, I think, gets the same feedback. And so she always uh, gets mistaken as me. People tell me that they've met me before at places, and I just smile and nod because and, I don't know. But um, I do enjoy meeting people out and about, and that uh, game was also a very fun place to do it. And I'm, I'm excited for the future games, especially when we get to Dollar Loan Center. That's going to be exciting. That's where it's all going to be. Um, yes, it's going to be fantastic. I, I agree. Ash, you have maybe even more body doubles than Kim Jong-un. So that is something to be proud of. So I am many very proud of it. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, speaking of things not to be proud of, uh, but no, these accidents happen, and it's what we do. Uh, there's some news this morning about Governor Sisolak. Wait, can, before we yeah, before we go what? to that, can we talk about the the referee and the AHL? Oh yes, yeah, tell me what so, I, what do I need to know about? This? Okay, so the Henderson Silver Knights they play in the American Hockey League, the AHL, and uh, over the weekend we had the first female official drop a puck in American Hockey League game. And that's exciting. It's a historic night around the league. And, you know, like we say, when we when we go to these games, you're watching the future Golden Knight players. These these referees now, I think there's I think there's 
four, seven female referees officiating in the AHL this year, and eventually they're they're going to be the refs that you see skating around in the in the Golden Knights game and other NHL games. And so this is exciting, and you know I I love seeing it, and it's something we always talk about and point out. So that's one thing I just wanted to, to note before we moved on. Yeah, I yeah hopefully. Um... Yeah, ho- yeah, I was going to make a, a group. Yeah, hopefully joke, she does yeah, better than yeah. uh, the refs on Friday night. Yeah, the refs on Friday. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> the refs were terrible on Friday night. Oh, my gosh, they were so terrible. They were so bad that at one point, uh, the the penalty the the penalty kill was over and 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 the you know the, it was like five minutes post you know post whatever terrible decision they made, and somebody yells on our side of the stands. Rafs, you still suck. And everyone burst out laughing. Because it was great. It was a great moment because everyone had moved on except that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. But that's a, it's a great moment in sports. You know, female referees, are, we're seeing more and more of them in the NBA, NHL, or NFL, and soon, hopefully, the NHL. And um, we need it. And so just it's great representation, especially if they, they do great work. We do, and I can't wait for that to come here so our my daughters can see it. I think that's that's neat stuff. All right, so can I talk about Sisolak and his car crash? I'll now? allow it now. Yeah, oh, you tease it. Yeah. Goodness. All right. Well, well, no. I mean, this is a big deal. We got a governor driving around. He rear. Uh, no, I think he hit somebody. There's some kind of a. I, I saw one photo of it. So it looks like somebody turned in front of somebody else. We don't have many details, but it definitely uh, was a bad accident. Uh, both drivers were taken to the hospital, apparently, with, with minor injuries. So we hope Governor Sisolak recovers speedily. You know what it got me thinking about, though, Ash? Like, because we, know, we've, we don't have a lieutenant governor in Nevada right now. The lieutenant governor, she resigned to take a job in the Biden administration. So the office of lieutenant governor is currently open, vacant, and we haven't filled it yet. And so I got to thinking, what if this accident were worse? God forbid. And who would become governor? And who would it be? It would be the president pro tempore of the Senate. So the president pro tem of the Nevada State Senate would become the governor. And that is Senator Mo Dennis. And I don't think many people even know who that is. I did not. Yeah. So these are interesting things. The, The succession. And if it can't be him. Let's say he was in the car with the governor. Something happened to both of them, or maybe if he was the other driver, in which case I have a lot of questions. But supposing he's in the car with the governor, then it's the next up is the speaker of the Nevada State Assembly. So the speaker is Jason Frierson. So these are the two gents that are a heartbeat away from the governorship. Wow. Uh, you should know. We should probably know more about them yeah. uh, because they are, you know, possibly could step in at any time. So I saw this and I thought I saw the news on it on Twitter and where else. And one of the interesting things, the accident happened at approximately 1 p.m. The uh, investigation ended at 5 p.m. is when the roadways reopened. That's a long investigation for a two-car accident, don't you think? I do. And it makes me think there's more to it than just an accident. I don't know. Uh, I I I have heard through my sources that there is uh, impairment is not an issue. Okay, so there's been some speculation about that, but 
I've I've snooped around and and spoken to people that I I, I know on the inside, and I, I'm that's what I'm hearing at least at this time. But I will say, yeah, it's a long investigation. Also, it, it would be less unusual if it's you or me, Ash, because the police will take you know a while to show up because of how short staffed everyone is, but. I'm kind of assuming that if it's Governor Sisolak calling 911 that they're going to show up pretty quickly. Yeah. And he has Nevada troopers that protect him, and I don't know where they were. So, uh, but I, I, so I, I, there is a lot more to the story. Okay. We've got to take a quick break, but I want to. I want to. I have a I funny hypothetical. Yeah, I've got a yeah, funny want, hypothetical. Yeah, I want to talk to you about this, right? Because <laughs> okay. imagine that you get rear-ended by the governor. Okay, and I meant it just like that. Don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're listening to West Right with Sam and Ash. Be right back after this. Sam and Ash Injury Law has been named the official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights. Sam and Ash Injury Law, they care, they help, you win. 702-820-1234 or SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. Oh, really what we ought to do is broadcast the breaks. Because that is, that's where the magic happens. Um, you're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM840 KXNT, your new favorite live and local show uh, here in the Valley. Um, so we were just, before the break, talking about what what could happen if you got rear-ended by the governor. In a vehicle. Yeah, right. Fender bender. Um, which is, of course, drawing on an actual event where the governor... Uh, Mr. Sisolak is uh, driving around town and, and got into an accident. Happens to the best of us. Now, apparently, this was not just a little, you know, bump and go kind of thing. It was, you know, a little more severe. Both drivers were taken to the hospital. Uh, so you had a hypothetical for us, Ash, right before the break. I mean, could you imagine being the other person in this and say Sisolak's at fault and you want your money for your injuries? Because this person, they have a claim. They, If Sisolak's at fault or either person, you know, you've got injuries, property damage, you're going to have treatment, I assume. Um, could you imagine having to litigate against the governor? Yeah, I could. And I think actually you raise an interesting point because I will I will tell you, you know, th- this is a community where – there are a lot of people that have power, and it's not not just politicians, but you know, casino owners and big you know, big muckety mucks. And I've heard this over and over again. You know this too from from clients who say, "Well, yeah, okay, I've got a case against person X, but person X has a lot of power. I don't really think I want to do anything about it." And my my response always is why right because I want to hear I want to hear and it's always the same thing right or, or a variation of the same thing well the, I don't even stand a chance and I I I love to counter that with of course you do the law's on your side and I'm not afraid and certainly my partner Ash is not afraid of shying away from a fight we don't we, we don't care who's on the other side and we've we're I mean we're currently fighting. A, a couple of big battles with people who are very well known and are very connected. Now, sometimes it makes for things a little awkward at the, um, you know, at Christmas mixers and different charity events around town because you run into them and you're like, yeah, that's that Sam guy. That's the a hole that's suing me. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm here for, I'm, you know, we're we're here for for we're here for the people. We're not here for the make these parties that we go to occasionally be 
be pleasant. So, you know, it is interesting. You, you have the case, the case against the governor is no different than if, you know, a, one of your neighbors hit you. It's the same exact deal. And funny enough, I'm assuming he's got insurance. He'll have insurance that goes to the insurance company. And you're not even necessarily dealing with his lawyers. You're dealing with some big insurance company lawyer. And that insurance company lawyer is, you know, in it for one thing and one thing only to save his company money. And I don't, you know, whether it's the governor or not, doesn't really matter a hill of beans. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I just, it's just a funny picture if you had to hail the the governor into court to testify in your in your auto accident case. But it it happens, like you said, um, these lawsuits they they balance power when you need to because sometimes it is a David and Goliath situation. Not only when it's the little guy going against the big insurance company, but if the other driver is someone famous or in power in government, et cetera, that's something that um, the law really doesn't matter doesn't take into account so very interesting i hope everyone recovers quickly from this i am curious to know why there was a four-hour investigation that had the roads closed for four hours and but uh, apparently your sources say there was no impairment issues on either side so who knows yeah and if again if if they're wrong and there was this is going to be a major major political story right sometimes an accident is not just an accident it becomes uh, part of a domino effect that uh, takes us to through a, a wild ride. I expect a lot of news, by the way, politically, locally, this week. I'll say that. I'm expecting it this week about the governor's race. You're already hearing on this station and elsewhere uh, Lombardo's many, many ads. Uh, yeah, he's full force going down this. Tomorrow, Ash, we're going to have – our dear friend Alan Stock on the program to talk about the state of the race for governor. It's already heating up even though we're more than a year away. Uh, this is a big one, and of course a lot of things are on, um, are on people's minds as they, as they think about this, right? COVID, yeah. COVID mitigation. We have crazy things being taught in our schools that, that a lot of parents are not okay with. And of course, there's also the matters of matter of our economy, which uh, is, you know, I, I think is is at a at a precipice point. We need to make sure that we're doing everything for our small businesses uh, and and maintaining our competitive edge here, so that we do not become California. Yeah, all the Californians that's mo they're moving here, us included. Um, check your politics at the door. If you're leaving California because of yes. or at the border at Prim, you know, leave them at Prim because um, that's serious. You know, it's you can't leave a place because you don't like how it's run and then do the same thing in and vote the same way in your new home and expect a different result. That's like the definition of insanity. But Ashley, it's just the socialism was not ever – it wasn't done right. It just oh, wasn't I know. executed well. We, we're smart we, enough. We'll get we're it. We're smart enough. We're going we're gonna to make it better here. I'm, of course, yeah. making a joke. If you don't yeah. – haven't listened long enough to this program, you know that I'm being 100% yeah. facetious. You're right. There should be like – you know, like um, – there should be like a dumpster yep. right as you cross state line. And you just throw your nonsense into the dumpster. And, and then t get back into your U-Haul and continue on into Nevada. But there is a reason why so many people are coming here from California. And it's not the weather. 
So that's some getting off the soapbox. It it might have uh, to do with the taxes. They looked at their paychecks and saw the deductions. Okay. One thing that we normally, I normally want to do every week is find an ash hole of the week, right? Um, we did it previously and the, the owners of the lodge where they took the money out of the guy's paycheck after he was robbed and they forced him to sign an agreement. They were a resounding winner. We had another winner in past weeks when it was the people chasing, um, one of the politicians into the bathrooms to get their stance. And, and so that was one of them. Um, we didn't, I don't think we did one last week. And I, over the weekend, I had to drive from Nevada to California on lovely, uh, interstate 15. And I've decided I know a new one. I've got a new nominee. Okay. And it is the people that drive their vehicles with their Venmo accounts on the windows. And they're asking people to Venmo them cash. Have you seen this? No. Oh, my gosh. No. (laughs) Yeah. So all the Californians that are going to Vegas for their bachelorette or bachelor party have are now writing on the window buy the bride to be a drink and then their Venmo account or so-and-so's bachelorette party and send us a drink at so-and-so. And I'm like, this is terrible. This, I, it's so bad. What are your thoughts? I hate, I mean, it's gauche, right? Obviously. But this is the whole, this is the whole thing now. It's just, you know, give me something give for me. free. Give me, give, give me, me something give me. To th- throw money at me, you know, and, and, and again, not to keep coming back to the government thing, but you know, just make your own damn money, work hard, you know, hustle. If you, you know, can't I'm, afford to go to Vegas and have drinks at Vegas uh, for a bachelorette party, go somewhere else. Go cheap. I mean, I don't want to yeah. drive business away from Vegas, but go to a venue that the drinks are in your price range. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there are the nominees. Nominees, but send us week. your send us your you know give us some nominations. Yeah. Tweet you know, me. the socials at What's Right Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll be back. Yeah. See, See you. Then. Ya.